0: the problem with 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 these asian giant hornets compared to let's say with a honeybee because beekeepers get stung by honeybees quite often of course Honeybees, uh, they are much smaller, of course. Uh, but what they have is they have a stinging apparatus, and and uh, which is and an, uh, well, all these stinging insects they have a stinging apparatus that consists of a small sphere that contains the, the the venom, and then you have surrounding it is a muscle tissue and a nerve node that is programmed to say contract, relax, contract, relax. Okay, and then you have a stinger. Uh, in honeybees, that stinger is a harpoon. So it has little hooks. And that is why when a honeybee stings you, uh, being an elastic skin, it holds on to the stinger and the, the bee cannot pull it out. So eventually it will fly off and it creates a big wound in the back of the abdomen of the bee. That is what kills the bee eventually, basically a huge wound. It doesn't die just because it stung something. Uh, 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 if it manages to pull its uh, stinging apparatus out, uh, that bee can sting again for sure. So that that could happen with like other creatures, other – and yeah, like uh, right. it might sting other things, but when it comes to a human, it does that harpoon that's and then it can't correct. get out because we're too big. No, our skin is elastic. It doesn't mean our size. It's just okay. simply we have a rubbery skin oh. and that holds on to the harpoon. In an evolutionary term, actually that stinger was designed essentially to fight other insects. And insects have their skeleton on the outside, an exoskeleton arrangement, right? So if you have a harpoon, you rip that out and you create a much bigger wound than if it is only a dagger. Now the hornet, like the Asian giant hornet, has a dagger. It doesn't have harpoon. So it can easily pull it out again and sting again. And it can sting repeatedly. Now, its huge size means that it not only carries a much larger volume of venom, but this particular venom also contains a peptide or an an enzyme uh, that is causing tissue uh, necrosis. In other words, the tissue of the animal that or human that is being stung starts to dissolve at the point of stinging. Right. In other words, the the wound is created much larger. You have then a higher risk of of infection. There's bleeding taking place. So it's a it's a it's a more dramatic encounter than than what it is with a honeybee. Now, that is the immediate effect of it. But the problem is is that um, uh, most of us, most people, have, so we say uh, the the uh, 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 the ability, uh, our chemical factory in our body is capable to neutralize this venom uh, after a short period of time. There are of course some people that are uh, having hypersensitivity to these kind of venoms and we call those people allergic. Now there's a lot of misconception about allergies pertaining to these stinging insects. a lot of people claim to be allergic, but technically they're not. But the reason that they claim that is because when they get stung, mostly by, let's say, by a bee or by an, your, your typical garden variety wasp, they do the wrong thing. So a lot of people, what they do is they say, apart from all the swearing and the agony and whatever, they have now their hand is, is yeah, they, they, got a st- they got stung. Uh, so what do they do? They follow often medical advice that is often totally wrong because most doctors cannot be expected to know anything about insects uh, or stinging insects and their behavior. So what do people do? They uh, go to the cabinet, to the medicine cabinet, and they find some ointment or something, and they put ointment on it. Like polysporin or something? Yeah, yeah, totally nonsensical. But, you know, it feels good psychologically, apart from the swearing and all the complaining. Or they put it under the water, and then they have soap, and then they wash it in the surface and do all this wonderful stuff. Yeah. But again, step back and say, well, what, I, what are we actually doing? That venom is already underneath the surface of, this, of, the, of of the skin, okay? It's not on the skin, it is underneath it. So washing with soap is silly, doesn't mean anything. But what you do is with, by touching your affected area and, and basically washing and drying and touching it, what you're doing is you're rubbing that venom deeper into the tissue and you spread it around. So after a few hours or the next day, you're going to have an elephant hand, okay? Now that is pretty cool at the office. You can say, look at what happened to me. I'm hyper allergic to it. No, not at all. The hardest thing in the world is not to do anything. In fact, you get stung and you can swear what you like. That's not the problem. But don't put it underneath the water and you know, start rubbing it or put ointments on it or anything. The key here is that you, the only thing that you could do is to cool it down. And cooling down means you put an ice cube on it. And don't rub it. Just let that tissue become as cold as you can get it because that basically immobilizes the venom and it stays right where it is. And your body will have generally the chemical capabilities to break this down um, after, an, you know, maybe a day or so. I know it's this agonizing, uh, the, 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 the desire to rub it because it starts to itch. Uh, the desire to rub it is is enormous. And it is, you really have to force yourself not to rub it. Right. But that is key. Now, for those people that have a true... True allergy to these kind of venoms. And again, it could be just honeybees or wasps or any of those stinging insects. The first time you would ever get stung, if you prove to be of hyper, have a hypersensitivity or a true allergy to these venoms, the very first stings, the sting that you would ever receive is not deadly. That one is mostly showing signs that get, your bodies start to show you uh, all kinds, of, uh, provide you with all kinds of signals. Mm-hmm. For example, you get stung in the hand or in the arm, but you get after a short while uh, discoloration or redness on your chest and in your neck. Okay, okay? You start to hyperventilate. You know, fast breathing, you're going to get a snotty nose. You start to tear in the eyes um, and, and you're breathing quickly. These are signals that are basically caused by your body responding to this venom and it generates histamines, okay? And those histamines cause you to do all these wacky things. This is a signal from, you know, this is not this is not good news. So that's why we tend to take antihistamines. Uh, so that is a signal. It is mostly that then a week later or two weeks later or a month later, if you would get stung again, those symptoms may get worse. Okay? So that is why some people carry these, these uh, EpiPens with them in case they have a true allergic reaction. So the courses that I teach on introductory beekeeping and things like this, that is also one of the things we cover is that, you know, all of you may have a great interest to keep bees, but test yourself first that you are not going to be hugely disappointed in a few months. And you have your bees and then you get stung and then you realize "Them, whoa, I have a serious medical issue. Right. Okay. Um, so generally your body becomes accustomed to it and to these bee venoms. And uh, keep in mind, um, there are also very positive signs to getting stung. Because it has been known for hundreds and hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, that bee venom is very effective against arthritic pains. Okay, um, We are so accustomed in our modern world to always run to the pharmacy and get ourselves a magic tablet of some sort. But... Um, Uh, A hundred years ago and more, uh, the pharmaceutical industry didn't exist. You had some snake oil uh, uh, characters, but generally uh, the true pharmaceutical industry didn't exist. And at that time, I still have some old textbooks from Europe where you see actually that bee venom was collected uh, by people that had, of course, a veil on and everything else. And they had something like what they do with snake venom that they have a membrane and they force the snake to 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 the teeth to go in and then the, a few droplets are collected well basically the same thing was done then to collect uh, bee venom and that bee venom was then used in a reduced or in a diluted form for people that suffered from acute uh, uh, uh rheumatoid arthritis and that seems to uh, so we say alleviate these pains, and it is true. Even though I don't suffer from arthritis, I mean, I sometimes when I have gotten stung, let's say in near the knuckles of my in my hand or one of my fingers, that it gives it a very nice warm sensation afterwards. Yeah, there is a bit of swelling, of course, but uh, it is you, the temperature is much much higher. It is almost as if your body is flushing your joints in that area, and that is what alleviates the, the arthritic pain, of course. So um, there is even in North America, so-called the American AP therapy Society, where they use bee venom for people that suffer from various ails, and they use bee venom as the principal uh, uh, agent to bring that relief. So it's, uh, it's not, uh, there are some rewards, if you will.